Welcome to Pottery Visited, episode 37. I'm Tori. And I'm Shay. And today we are watching the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets movie for our movie review. And I chose this moment where we started recording to start eating snacks because I'm an idiot. This is a more relaxed podcast and it's also a video podcast. So you can be watching this on YouTube and seeing our faces in our fantastic backgrounds. Or you can just listen to the audio as usual wherever you listen to your podcasts. So let's jump in to this movie. And I just want to say before we started that I think Chamber of Secrets is probably my favorite Harry Potter movie. Oh, interesting. I just think that I like, like how I talk about why I like Chamber of Secrets, the book, is that it's like you're not doing all like the learning Harry has to do in the first book. Everything's kind of established. Mm-hmm. So I like coming back into the movie where everything's still kind of established. We were learning more. And also, I just like the mystery. And I think it's also the fact that this is the first movie I saw in theaters, as I said in our last episode. Yeah. So it's just like seeing it. It's just like a comfort movie. I also like the earlier movies, as I said before, because I like how just like they're very innocent and they're just like really happy, like very comforting movies compared to like the later movies where things are a bit more serious. Yeah. Early ones, I kind of miss having it. Just like, you know, just classic, you know, Dursley shenanigans. It makes just, you appreciate Harry's Hogwarts life more when you yeah. get tidbits of what his non-Hogwarts life is like. Yeah, just, you know, there's this being awful, <laughs> as, as usual. Also, that cake Petunia's making looks disgusting. Like, it looks oh. like it's, like, jello cake. I don't know, it does not look appealing. Yeah, it looks like it's made of, like, all icing. And cherries, and that's just Ugh. the worst. Cherries are the worst. <laughs> I always find it so interesting that, like, I'll talk a lot about this, but maybe, but, like, the idea of, like, practical effects and special effects, and mm-hmm. how Dobby's a bit of both, but generally, most times that we see Dobby, it's a special effect, and Daniel Radcliffe is acting with a tennis ball on a stick. I love that. Iconic. I think I really do miss the fact that, like, most movies now, everything with, like, this would just be, like, computer-generated, and I think in the later movie, when Dobby comes back, you can tell that he's very CGI, yeah. and it takes away from just, like, like the heart of it. Yeah, and I'm just seeing Dobby like this, where he's like, he looks real, and I just feel like he looks better mm-hmm. than like any kind of CGI thing they do now. And I miss that most movies now are just like we can just do that in, in CGI instead of attempting to do any kind of practical effect. I think for me, Lord of the Rings is the best example of that. There were so much practical effects in the three Lord of the Rings films. And then when they did the Hobbit films, they used CGI for a bunch of stuff, and it did not yeah, look as good. Just, like, you, you can just tell. Yeah. I also think, like, this is done. This came out in, like, 2002. And, like, this mm-hmm. still looks good. Like, yep. like you, like a lot of older movies, like, you can tell when things, like, are kind of, like, they don't hold up. But this, mm-hmm. like, holds up, and it's almost 20 years old. So, yep. like... Dobby stresses me out so much. Like, this gives me so much anxiety yeah. trying to be quiet so you don't get in trouble and having someone whacking their head on things. Like, <laughs> it has so much stress. <laughs> Dobby I do feel me. like you said that a lot reading, like, Chamber of Secrets that Dobby stressed you out, but I don't think I really got it until seeing the movie and, like, how much anxiety Dobby gives me in the movie. I'm so like, stressed just out. seeing it. <laughs> so kind of manipulative. He's like, you shouldn't go back to Hogwarts because I'm just going to get you in trouble and also your friends don't love you anymore. <laughs> I mean, he has good intentions. Yeah, I guess. Terrible things happen. Yeah, I just can't get over how good Dobby looks here compared to Deathly Hollows. Yep. I also think Deathly how Hollows. good young Dan Rad is doing this acting, considering yeah, that it's just say, a tennis it's ball. Quite impressive. Like, yeah, it's oh just my- like a tennis ball. Like they did make a, like um versions of Dobby that are like 
real for certain scenes, but most of the time when he's acting, it's with just like a tennis ball, just because that's where they're going to put him in like the scenes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for a 12 year old, like who's very relatively like a young actor, he does really well at this. Yeah. Speaking of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I do think like this is this really encapsulates what they're going for in the book, just like mm-hmm. complete chaos. Because I think in the book it's just kind of weird. All these things happening where it's yeah. just very, it's very deliberate. Mm-hmm. I love how so magic. I like the way he snaps and there's a little puff yeah. of smoke. Like they make it look so like kind of cute and whimsical in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole this whole scene I think is very much anxiety driven like, like i think this, the worst effect is the like gray fluff under the cake that's supposed to be yeah. like the magic air i think a lot of like fantasy films and like this era did like the like like smoke like you know whimsical like magic yeah. smoke like it's very prominent in the genre mm-hmm. yeah but i do like like the all the effects of dahlia like how he disapparates and everything mm-hmm. like really good like we talked about in, in the in the book when we were reading this, like how, how does no one see this happening in real life? You're like, that's kind of a uh, weird. A fire hazard. <laughs> that is such a fire hazard. They, yeah, they're not doing a good job of fitting in with their neighbors if they're putting bars on their back windows. I like the little like props in the background. Like you can see here in the scene with Harry waking up before the weasley's coming. He has like an, a book called like Witch Owl yeah. on his bedside. Like there's like just the little things make it yeah. so much more whimsy. Also speaking of the clear practical effects, like like all the stuff in the car, especially those look really good too. Mm-hmm. I love this part. I love like this part of the book. That I love this part of the movie. Be, yeah, all that now would be like CG, and this yeah. is like I like how they did like a mix of practical and like and special effects. And I do know that um, Chris Columbus, like he spent this movie. They filmed it like basically right as they finished the first movie, they went right into filming this, which actually mm-hmm. they worked out with the kids because they don't look too much older compared yep. to Prisoner of Azkaban where there's like a big time jump. Yeah. Puberty hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so they, they like wrapped the first movie and then like three days later they went into the first, <laughs> this movie. The second movie, But he yeah. also knew kind of like what special effects from the first movie worked and which ones didn't. So he saved, he did like all like the ones that didn't need special effects. They filmed mm-hmm. those first and then they filmed all like the special effects scenes later half so like the effects team had longer to work on them which Mm -hmm. i think really speaks well to how well this film like does with that stuff i feel like harry should have packed the owl first because it's like a living thing and a friend yeah i feel like i don't know it's a boy thing because i feel like the first thing i think about when i'm going somewhere is okay putting my cat in the carrier yeah a boy thing it's <laughs> it just it's also like his age too like when yeah, I, was I guess fall, I, you probably don't really think about that kind of stuff Because like you're rich and stuff just like order some new clothes when you got to hogwarts <laughs> <laughs> but can't order a new hedwig yeah i know Iconic. he's really lucky those shrubs broke his fall because that could have been like i love the zinnias of the dursleys just like a little bit really of comic bad. relief before they leave also, the score in here is just great. It's beautiful. It's beautiful music. That's also the reasons I like the early movies for. Like, just, like, the score and, like, everything. So good. So good. Oh, yeah. It's his birthday. That's a fun yeah. birthday. I wish, like, the Weasley twins would come rescue me out of a window on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, our birthdays are in winter, though, so I don't know how well the car would handle that. Mm. Also, also, here we have uh, the Weasley's house, which gorgeous. I love. I love gorgeous. how they interpreted it. Just like a little farmhouse with just like things piled on top of it. And it looks like it's going to fall over. Yeah. 
amazing. And like, I, yeah, I just feel like they did the Weasley's house so perfect. Just like this little like farmhouse chic for just like everything's just like, spilling out of it. I love the window. They like lift up a window above the half door to yeah. get in their house. That's so goofy and very Weasley. And, and also like how they had like the practical and magic special effects like for just for like, because this is like his first time being in a house that's like a magic house. Like, yeah. So you have just, to like, notice all the little magic. details. And the little Weasley clock. I want one so bad. <laughs> And it's only me in my household, so I just just where, where I am was. I? Yeah, where I know am I? where you are if you can I see your clock because you're at home if you have yeah. your clock. I guess they could do it for Nimbus too, like a Find My Friends <laughs> app that hooks up yeah. to your clock. That'd be cool. I think it's brilliant too, Harry. Also, we have kind have of a more focus be? on Julie Walters, the greatest. Amazing. I just think I know it's from a special. They talked about like how well like her and. Um, Mr. Weasley did it, just like incorporating the kids as basically like their own kids, like they were their own family. Yeah. Which I think is really nice for like adults to do for child actors because it is such like a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Oh Your window. But, yeah. Yeah. I just, I love the Weasleys so much. Yeah. Oh my god, Bonnie Wright's like first like entrance. Ginny's whole life is tra- is like trauma. I feel so bad for yeah. her. <laughs> her whole life is trauma. <laughs> Little Jenny, so cute. Like, I'm traumatized. Like, she had a bad like, enough like year last year. Nobody yeah. warns her that her crush is in her house. Ugh. Brothers can't cope with them. I do like how Fred and George here look, and they're like, they just know. Like, mm-hmm. The whole family just knows. And Harry's like, oh my god, I hurt her feelings. Well, she wasn't subtle with the whole fa- like dwarf singing on Valentine's Day situation last year. That's true. Or this Are, year. Aren't That's you this happy year. they that cut hasn't that out of the yet. movie? <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. Time. Time is weird. What would she have done if they had kept that in the movie? Oh, thrown up probably <laughs> just like okay, Mark Williams looks so good here I always I watch Father Brown a lot so he looks so different yeah I've seen that too I just like time it feels this doesn't feel like it's like 2002 2002 feels like 10 years ago to me yeah it's not, it's not 10 years it was ago. 20 years ago <laughs> we're all old and we're all dying Oh my okay, god, Harry's Potter. so dumb in this. This is like this drives me nuts. I'm like, just speak properly like a regular person, Potter. I mean, in the, I do give movie Harry credit, uh, book Harry credit, I, I should say, because in, in the in the book he swallowed some like soot or something, and so he's coughing. But mm-hmm. here, Harry's just being dumb, just dumb. <laughs> I mean, I do find it weird that the Weasleys were just like, yeah, like you could take flu powder, like you've never done it before, but it'll be fine. Like, what could be wrong? It makes no sense to me that you can't do, like, two at a time. Like, if you had a toddler yeah. who can't speak well, you'd have to do them, bring them with you. Why not have him go with, like, one of the Weasley parents or, like, a Percy or someone responsible? <laughs> uh, at this point, it's just, like, it just affects the plot. Yeah, the special effects here and stuff, like, the fire and everything. Amazing. Mm, it just feels so cohesive. Mm-hmm. I, think that, I think it's why... Prisoner of Aspen always really stands out, especially after this movie, because it's just it's just so stylistic and it's just completely completely different styles. Yeah, it feels like a music video, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, it just yeah, it just feels everything's just like the style is so different. Like, I mean, the book is darker, but you go from Christopher Columbus, who's doing like a a kids movie, to like Alfonso, who just just, he had a very stylistic vision for Mm -hmm. it, and also the kids are older, the the book's more dark, Mm -hmm. but it's just like it just completely disconnects from like this one to the other one. I love this part. I love seeing all the spooky, yeah. scary, dark magic artifacts. Like, I, I, if, like, if I were a wizard or a witch, this would be, like, the basement of my house, so I'd have a whole room <laughs> of, like, ancient evil artifacts. Yeah. 
Shayna's just going to have some dark arc effects in her secret chamber at her Absolutely. future Absolutely. <laughs> it's my future. Yeah, I do like all like all the creepy like effects and stuff. Like I feel like the set design's always really good in these, mm-hmm. especially in the first two movies, just like kind of setting like the example for like this is the wizarding world and these are like just things that are around. So creepy, but mm-hmm. so good. It's just such a cool shop. Like I yeah. want to and then going up to Nocturne Alley and just like I just like how like dark and like dingy kind of like East End London like in like like the Victorian times it looks compared to Diagon yeah. Alley which is very bright and like shiny and you could see Jack the nice. River walking around a corner yeah. sort of the way they I do I miss the deleted scene they have where Lucy's actually comes in when Harry's in like the cupboard yeah which is so good especially because about... it's the cupboard yeah back in the cupboard but talk about about Jason Isaac's acting a bit later. (laughs) Harry's like, I don't know what I'm doing down here, Hagrid. Help me, Hagrid. Help Help me. me. Yeah, you can see how dark it is and then cutting back out everything just so much lighter and brighter. Yeah, you can see the transition, like right here where they... Yeah, they walk around the corner and it's just like light. Suddenly a yellow window frame. Yeah, everything, like all the colors are brighter and everything. Ever since I learned that, like, Robbie Coltrane, like, only did, like, like the face of Hagrid, and then they had a, a stunt double for, like, hit any kind of height scenes, it always throws me off. Because <laughs> you can see, like, the cuts and everything. He's almost more of a dub. The double almost does more work as Hagrid than the actual yeah. Hagrid. Like, <laughs> can't believe they have Hermione doing magic her, outside of school just here. Like, like, that's not, that's against the law, Hermione. Hermione's a rebel. Goddamn, breaking the rules in public, in front of a teacher. Prison. Off, imagine they just whisk her off to ask. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and then speaking of, I love like the bookstore. Like everyone's just crammed in here. We get our first look at Gildor Lockhart in a few minutes. <laughs> I think one of the funny things about Gildor Lockhart is that actor directed Thor. Like yeah. Marvel movies, this guy. I feel like it kind of almost humanizes Gildroy, like the way he acts. Like he's not complete dumbass, like Gildroy is in the books, but he just kind of gives it a face to it, mm-hmm. and so I guess it's more, it's more like realistic. Because I think reading some of the Gildroy stuff, I'm like, this is just like it doesn't feel real until you kind of put a face to it, and then and then it, it kind of feels a bit more real. It kind of gives me like a Wizard of the Oz of Oz vibe, where like he's the great and powerful Oz you see in the front, but really on the inside, Gildroy Lockhart's the little bald guy hiding in the back. Exactly. <laughs> Molly. <laughs> she totally was there for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Rupert's face. I just I wish they'd casted Gildroy Lockhart as hot. Like, maybe, like, if they want both Molly Weasley to find him attractive and Hermione to find him attractive, he should have looked... I mean, you generally handsomer. have a thing for older men, so... <laughs> so if I don't find him handsome, they, they should have done... Like, the actor does great, but I just, like, mm-hmm. I can't believe Hermione and Molly both going, ah, when he walks out, you know? Each their own, I guess. I, I guess, but it's like a... I don't know, man. Ginny isn't into it, though. She's like, I only have eyes for Harry Potter. Yeah. Her one true love. Got yourself good. I love this entrance of Lucius. Like, yeah, his friggin' fancy snake wand. Yeah. And just the way he has it, like his voice, it's like, like, like a little, little whisper and he, he's, it comes off 
saying like he's polite, but mm-hmm. he's just like crossing boundaries. <laughs> and we kind of get the vibe that he's not a good guy. He's so slimy, but at the same oh, time, yeah. he goes. He's such a politician. He comes yeah. across as so like his movements and his whisper and his tone of voice. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Isaacs really, like, went for it. Like, I know he originally auditioned for, like, Gilderoy, but, like, I'm so glad he ended up as Lucius. I find him hotter than Gilderoy. <laughs> like, if we're doing, like, a who, who's going to make a swoon, I think. But maybe I just, like, I don't know, the vibe of evil. <laughs> the vibe of evil. <laughs> oh my, I'm so into that evil vibe. You learned something I knew about yourself. <laughs> I don't know if that's new. No, I'm not actually, but like just visually speaking, like I think he has a handsomer face if we're all mm-hmm. going to be swooning and asking for autographs. Yeah. I love that hat on Arthur, like a proper, like, yeah. goofy. I think that part I miss about, like, when they get to the older movies is they kind of stray away from, like, the wizard dress. The and goofiness. most of the kids are just in, like, their, like, like Jeans. muggle clothes most of the time if they're not in their school robes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but if they're in the wizarding world, like, they should be wearing, like, cool robes. robes. Yeah. I will I say. I still kind of wish that they got into a scuffle like they did in the book. I just think it'd be really funny to see Jason Isaacs and Mark Williams. I feel like he'd have very smooth motions. I yeah. feel like Arthur's, like, yeah. blunt and Lucius is like using his arm to move Arthur's arm out of the way and you know mm-hmm. I don't know like smooth motions versus Elfly comes just across as just, just very generic bully <laughs> what a beautiful train station yeah now I can react to relate I should say relate to this like rush of trying to catch the train yeah so I get back like, to school a commuter city mm-hmm I like how they just leave Harry and Ron there. Like, yeah, it's so like kind of negligent. They're twelve, <laughs> you know. They're like, yeah. we got to like. I get it. It's Ginny's turn to have attention paid to her for once. But like, yeah. they neglected Harry friggin' Potter and poor Ron. <laughs> this is some twelve-year-old logic. Yeah, just like this twelve-year-old logic. Like, oh, we missed the train, so let's just steal my parents' car <laughs> so we can get to school on time. Like, send an owl to Dumbledore. Like say you're gonna be scenes. late. Where you can see the car in like London and stuff, mm-hmm. it just looks so good for being like done like with green screen and stuff. Like mm-hmm. most times, you can kind of tell in a lot of shows where like there's a car, there's the yeah. green screen behind it, you can just tell it's not real. But this looks like pretty. Like I wouldn't be able to tell this until I was older. <laughs> yeah, I love all the scenes in the car. Yeah, it looks amazing. I love the scenery underneath. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I actually kind of love those shenanigans they do, but, like, mostly in the book, it's just kind of telling us, oh, they're just driving to school, and it's kind of boring. But here, like, Harry almost falls out of, like, the car, and almost falls into the train. They just get run over by the train and everything. It's just a great, great way to build some kind of, like, excitement as, like, we yeah. kind of lead into traveling to Hogwarts to getting to Hogwarts. Yeah, Harry falls out. Bye, Harry. And that's how the series ends. <laughs> Like, 20 minutes into the second movie. And the other books are all about Neville Longbottom. Yeah, the real chosen one. I do think that, like, uh, Rupert and Dan had really good, like, um, partnership in this movie. Like, you and can facial expressions. Really, yeah, they really act off each other really well. They spend most of the movie together. Like, Emma Watson, unfortunately, is not really in it that much because she was yep. petrified. But I feel like they really got, like, 
It really feels like Harry and Ron, like, really close friends, just, like, joking of each other and having to rely on each other and everything. I just love this opening scene of Hogwarts. Iconic, as you can see in my chakra. Gorgeous. Whomping Willow comes out. I feel like this is... It womps. Iconic. (laughs) Just, like, yeah, the imagery that just works really well. It's very, um... Angry. Yeah, it's an angry. It's a very opinionated tree, and I would like that. Like, I mean, if I was a tree and someone had crashed into me, I'd be pretty peeved off too. Yeah, it's funny for me because in like other fantasy, when there are like trees that are sentient, it's like the Ensign Tolkien, who are these sort of slow-moving, wise, peaceful until you really screw with them, like ancient beings, and then we've got just this one angry tree here. It's so different. I just think Fred of George, Fred and George deserved to have an entrance like this because Fred and George would have milked it and owned it and been proud of it and like I think like a lot of things wouldn't have gone wrong if Fred and George were there. Yeah. They weren't being very sneaky. No, they're kinda idiots. But I mean, they're twelve. They don't even have their uniforms on. <laughs> how are they gonna blend in? <laughs> he looks so how I don't okay, I just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The exposure of what now? <laughs> oh, God. I love a man who respects trees. The way he moves here, like, so yeah. hunched over and, like, his hands are crawling like spiders. I wonder how kinda, early like, on J.K. Rowling told him about, like, Snape's, body like... language. <laughs> I love Richard Harris as Dumbledore. Yeah. Snape already knows Dumbledore is about to yeah, he's let like, Harry oh. be the primary source of all things and bend the rules for him. Snape's, Snape's like, like oh, you. you're so weak, Minerva. <laughs> I, love, I, I also miss all like just like the exterior shots of Hogwarts that they do. Like they do a lot they're, of transition shots for like the castle in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I love. I find there's such inconsistency across movies with the architecture of, and layout yeah. of the castle, though. If they changed it. It's like I mean, I get that they want it to changes. look spookier at different times, but they could have changed, like, the colors and the toning and, like, smaller yeah. details. The whole shape of the castle changes. Yeah. It just changes as, like, directors take over, because the first two movies are Christopher mm-hmm. Columbus, so he has, like, he kind of started off this vision of what Harvard's going to look like, and then Alfonso took over, and then he had more of, like, a stylistic version of what the cast would look like, and then we had... Yeah. You know, the next one. And then David Heyman did, like, the last three movies. So that he had, like, his vision for what the cast would look yeah. like. And it kind of changes over time. They keep some things to keep consistent. But, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of different. I always forget that they made uh, Matthew Lewis wear a fat suit and, like, false teeth. And they made his, like, ears stick out, like, on purpose for, like, yep. basically the whole series. And the last movie, they're like, you know what? You don't need that anymore. So they're like, oh, shit, we've read the book now. We know he turns out important. Let's make him hot. Yeah, let's make him Gotta hot. sell some Neville action figures, you know? Yeah. Percy and Miss Clearwater. Ooh, off to go do some canoodling. <laughs> like math homework, probably. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what does Percy do for dates? Math, probably. <laughs> I love the introduction oh. of Colin here. He's so annoying in the books. He drives and me nuts. looks so annoying. Oh, I love the howler and the... 
I feel like the Howler in the movies does more for comic relief. But yeah, like book, but it's it terrifying. Feels, it feels more terrifying and just more like important because you kind of take the fact that like Harry feels really bad about it, but here it's just more done for comic relief. And you're like, oh, bad, bad for Ron, but it's still kind of funny. But in the book, they kind of emphasize the fact that Mr. Weasley is in like really big trouble, and he's been like fined money, and his mm-hmm. job's on the line, and like it's very serious. But here, it's just like oh, Ron's getting told off by his mom. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, public embarrassment. Ron, yeah. run out of the room. Run out of that great yeah. hall. Don't listen to it there. Yeah, I oh. mentioned this at the beginning, but I another reason why this is probably my favorite movie is that for my 10th birthday party, I made all my friends recreate this movie. Like, we filmed it and everything. How was I not invited to that? I guess well, I was... Thought, it's before we were four friends, probably. But that's so like... Was, I'm a year ahead of you. No. But yeah, I made my whole family, including like my sister and my brother, be a part of it. And probably why I went to television, because I just got to boss my whole family and all my friends around. It's the dream. But yeah, I need to find that sometime. But yeah, I made them re- recreate this whole movie. That was my 10th birthday. That's a good birthday. Yeah. Who were you? Paul. Who did you play as? I was as? Hermione, obviously. <laughs> who was who was Brittany? My sister was. Uh, she's a few like uh, she was Moni Myrtle, and then she's a few like just like behind the scenes characters. Okay. That he's a painting of himself. Painting a yeah. painting of himself. Yeah, I love the oh, like just like the little like touches in the classroom just to show just like how conceited he is. Like he has like pictures of like him painting himself and just like all these different pictures of him and like various different like outfits and everything yeah had so many frame photos of himself he has to have multiple easels set up yeah <laughs> also there's a deleted scene for this one where um he's giving the quiz about himself and it's so funny because <laughs> it's like harry like reading it and it's like what is gilder lockhart's favorite color and they're all just like <laughs> what the hell <laughs> obviously it's lilac <laughs> I like the way he dresses. It's appropriately yeah. wizardy, and it makes me really happy. Like the ascot, the multiple mm-hmm. layers, the cloak. Yeah, I feel like the earlier scenes they really set off just like wizarding style, where it's still it's very clearly like still magical. But I feel like later on, it's just it's too. I feel like it's too streetwear. That might just be yeah. like the way fashion has come out, where it's just more like I don't know, unique and stuff. But back then, it just it just feels like what a wizard would wear. Yeah. There's this really great deleted scene where like Harry's talking to Hedwig and he's like, "What am I, Hedwig? Who am I?" And uh-huh. it's like, "Who am I, Hedwig? What am I?" When he thinks like he's like related to Slytherin. Yeah, I look at look at they don't know how to show it on his face, so they make him monologue with the owl <laughs> to Hedwig. Why do they make all the Slytherin dudes so? I don't know. Like, they're all wearing fake teeth and... Yeah. Well, I think it's just, like, I feel like in earlier movies, like, they had, you always had to have a like, very clear bully character and they had to, look like, not look good. So mm-hmm. they always had, like, a certain look about them where you had to know that they were, like, the bad guy because they looked like... There was a very big stereotype of, like, what bullies yeah. looked like back Wide in, like, the early thugs. 2000s. Flint looks like exactly yeah, what Yeah, like, that's what, that's what bully characters looked like. They always looked like they had the big teeth and, like, they had this certain, like, I don't know... I think Draco gets off that because he's supposed to be like a rich guy, so they kind of put that more. But we know that he's the bully in yeah. the series. I love this scene. Hermione's just like telling Draco off. What kind of spell is Eat Slugs? How does that make anything happen? That's not a real spell. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Ron's paying attention to. <laughs> yeah, because like, see, here's I- going back to practical effects because these were like real slugs. Like, obviously, like the moving of them was all like done by the computer, but like he actually physically was spinning up slugs. Like they, were they weren't that big stuff. though, right? No, no, that's all done. But like, 
most times anything like that would be like you would be doing it practically. Yeah, it would be like candies or something. Yeah. Poor Ron, though. <laughs> yeah. Though eat slugs, again, like it should be like a whimsical Latin sounding spell. Eat slugs. I'm surprised he even got slugs out of it. Here we have the moment where uh, Ron's supposed to be having a moment explaining things, but they give it to Hermione instead. <laughs> because gotta because let Hermione, Hermione be smart. Everything. Hermione's the only smart one, so yeah. she has Hermione, to have all the only smart Hermione people Hermione can know things, not mm-hmm. Ron. I do remember Emma was saying, like, in, like, the uh, 20-year anniversary that this is, like, her big, like, acting moment where she's supposed to get, like, a bit weepy. Her big moment. Yeah, her big bit of acting. And she's got a little bit of tears in her eyes. <laughs> I love that Harry just repeats the word to ask what it is. Yeah. Just like, Harry's a bit clueless. Yeah. (laughs) I like Hermione just like, you know, like we get kind of get as the audience. This is like a really bad thing. It's really good facial acting from Rupert Grint. Yeah. He like, I know I always feel bad that Rupert had to do a lot of like comedic acting and we didn't get to really see like him do anything kind of serious like Ron gets because he can't, he just plays serious roles. Like I'm pretty sure he's in like a serious role right now Mm -hmm. on Apple TV. I can't remember the show name, but like, he was in a, an episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix, and he did a really good job, and he played a serious character. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he does he does comedic acting really well, and like, yeah, and props for that. He's I think a lot it's of crazy good stuff. How we get the context here, we learn about yeah. mudbloods. Like they do a good job of like teaching us about wizard wizard racism and elitism and the Malfoys, and yeah, it's good to have in a kids movie too. Come like, like this is not right. Yeah, the way you're born doesn't make yeah. you better or less good And then than we else. end the serious topic off with Lockhart talking about himself. Himself. Yeah. You know he'd be an Instagrammer. Yeah. He'd be <laughs> like, an influencer, as we talked about. Oh, we for sure. He'd have all he'd be like, and my hair is Swipe beautiful. For my Thanks, Japantine. <laughs> I love how they do the voice in here. Like it sounds really creepy in the way that they tilt the camera just to like kind of make it very disorienting. Mm-hmm. Like in the book we had like the italics kind of like voice but we only had a very description of it but actually like, hearing it and seeing and like hearing it and like seeing the visuals it kind of really mm-hmm. acts to, like how kind of like i guess like upset or kind of like freaked out harry is by it because he's like that's really creepy and no one else can hear it mm-hmm. yeah keeps in attention for four hours jesus <laughs> like free me <laughs> be like i have to wake up and go to school tomorrow can you let me free yeah Spooky. I love the stone walls, the exposed, mm-hmm. crumbling brick, yeah. the ceiling vaulting. I the architecture like the is gorgeous. They, by this time, they had like their studio at Livingston, and like it's just all theirs, and they can do it. So everything just feels like very like it all fits in because it's all a lot of it's mostly just built sets, and everything's just so like, very cohesive. I think I missed that with Prisoner of Azkaban. Everything's just so different. Like literally, everything's different. Casual hallucinations, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> At least they're good friends. They're like, you're not crazy, Harry. <laughs> As you're, like, you're running off in random directions, not telling us anything. They do a good job. The floors are very damp. <laughs> yep. You the spiders. Ugh. Those are quite big spiders, actually. They're huge. They're huge. I'm with you, Ron. I don't <laughs> see <spiders> either. <laughs> yeah, this is very spooky. Yeah, some good solid blood there. If they say it's written in blood in this movie, which is kind of disturbing, because I think in the book they say like red paint. <laughs> That's a bad looking fake cat, though. Yeah, like it kind of looks like taxidermy, 
of like I think not they kind of wanted that because I guess they didn't want anything too realistic to kind of freak uh, kids out because I guess in the earlier movies they definitely wanted to keep like their PG rating yeah trick it up here to like you know just make things like, worse we see that there are adults there because we saw Madame Pomfrey, Madame Pomfrey so my yeah. question is why did no one just like scold Draco for being a racist everyone's in shock they're like a cat oh no <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I like cats, but I dislike racism, so. Yeah. Yeah, where was Dumbledore this whole time? He took his sweet time coming. He's knitting. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or he's working on his Harry Potter scrapbook. Yeah, you know, just, you know, the caretaker threatening to kill a student, and he's like, oh, I guess I should probably do something. Look at Snape. He looks yeah. so, like, contemplative. I feel like he's already thinking farther along than everyone else is. Mm-hmm. I do wonder how much he knew about Snape at this point, because we do know that the author told him, like, things yeah. about his character that he he was told pretty early on, but we just don't know how early on. So mm-hmm. it could be... Uh, this is kind of interesting, because we don't really have the background of, like, why Filch is, like, upset with Harry. Yeah. We don't know it's about just, him just, finding out about He just Harry the... just because he saw him there first. Yeah. Which I kind of get, because Filch jumps, jumps to conclusions a lot. But, like, in the book, there's just definitely more, it's, like, definitely more tied into, like, real world kind of, like, racism and prejudice. I'm sorry, Gilderoy. I don't remember you being on a first-name basis with Snape. Cut the shit. (laughs) His hair flows so good when he flips his head there. Harry is such a shitty liar. (laughs) Snape's face says it all. He's like, when you mm -hmm, said you weren't on I know you're lying. And not just because I can read minds. You treacherous little shit. Even if I couldn't read your mind, I would know. Well, I kind of don't really explain what being petrified is. They're just like, oh, she's been petrified. And we're like, oh, no. Also find it we interesting here. Are you like seeing like the moving staircase and we just never like get all the, the stairs the stuff in later films. Hogwarts. But um, here when like uh, Harry's like, should I have told them? And Hermione's like, no, you shouldn't have told them. But like, I feel like Hermione's the, always the first person to be like, tell a teacher, tell a teacher, please just tell a teacher. Mm-hmm. Because we know in the book, it's Ron explaining like, oh, that's weird. You shouldn't tell anyone. Yeah, you keep, you keep, yeah. Yeah, so I just kind of, it's cementing the point, like, oh, Hermione knows all. Hermione knows everything. Just Hermione. No. But it just doesn't seem in character for her. Because Hermione's always telling them, like, you should tell yeah. the teacher. And they're Ron and Harry just like, like if anything, if Harry is going crazy, which she implies is the alternative, he should yeah. speak to, Ma- like, a Madame Pomfrey, who's, like, a doctor? I don't know. Yeah. I, we don't get a lot of transfiguration in the, in the movies. So I'm glad that we get to see this. It's just so Get-a-mental. cool. It's a fancy goblet. Yeah, turning scabbers into a goblet. Interesting. I wish they'd left him as a goblet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be easier. Hey, that's close. I don't think that's yeah. a bad first try. He just tells me he's replacing. He's like, yeah, I know. My parents are poor. You know this. It. Give me some money. Yeah, Hermione, ask the good questions. It's interesting. I don't think I don't think I mind this transition from the book because I don't really focus on. I don't think I think Mr. Brynn is even in the movies at all. No, unfortunately. But I do think it's nice that it's McGonagall because we know McGonagall's pretty like a straightforward person. Yeah, we trust her. We like her. They didn't have enough time to have all yeah. the teachers that we get in the books, so they. And also, it's like just more time excluding like Mr. Binns too. Like he's not really a big part in like the main. The only thing series, that matters so... is he's really boring and he's dead. Yeah. So. The only interesting thing is he's a ghost. Mm. So. I'm sure if he played a bigger part in the series, they would have been like, oh, okay, we'll do it, but you don't miss it too much. And McGonagall's already a, a, an established teacher. Yeah, she's a staple. I like the theory That's... that every teacher had a hidden room in the, inside <laughs> Hogwarts. I think that's funny. That'd, that'd be interesting. 
I think it's interesting though that Vince was always telling them that there wasn't a chamber of secrets and McGonagall's being pretty honest with them. Like, oh, here's the rumor, but we don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, she's pretty upfront. They just keep Definitely. saying it. They find out and establish it's a very offensive term and they're like, let's just keep saying it. Casual-like. Yeah. And look, it's like a very big thing. It's like a slur almost. But I think movies, they just say, say, say oh, it's, it's a bad word. It's not very nice. But it's like a literal slur. <laughs> Here they go, breaking the rules again. Hermione's suggesting they break the rules. Yeah. Like how they also ignore the part of getting Gilderoy's signature. Hermione just finds it in the library and she's like, aha, here's this very disturbing potion we can make. Maybe in the movie they have like no evidence it's Malfoy either. They're just like, it could be Malfoy. We should just ask him. Unless one of you wants to participate in brainstorming at some yeah. point, that would be fine. Here we go for Quidditch. I, I love the, the early Quidditch scenes. I just feel like... Like, all this is done, obviously, with, like, blue screens and, and, like, a lot of special effects. But they just, it looks so con- cohesive. Like, it just look, look it's so well put together. And it's so exciting, mm-hmm. too. Like, I feel like it's, like, sometimes reading about the Quidditch games in the books is a bit, like, eh for me. Because I'm, I'm not a sports person. Yeah, it's just like a lot you. of, like, he flew left. He flew yeah, right. It's, just, it's, like, it's just listening to, like, announcers or just commentators telling mm-hmm. me what's happening. Not always something interesting happens in the game, but it's not like something like I, I actively like pay attention to. But seeing it in the movies, it's like there's so much action and things to look at. It's fun. Especially this one because it's with Malfoy, so it's just yeah. so funny. Tom Felton does a really good job just playing a bully in this movie. Yeah. And just being a piece of shit, basically. Should we skip ahead to the... Uh, the Rogue Fledger? Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely like the Rogue Fledger in this scene where it's actually like destroying like property. You can see how dangerous it is because in yeah, the book it's it, just kind of like, this Fledger's following Harry and it's going to hurt him. And we're like, oh no. But here it's ugh, just like, you know. Almost concussing Draco, breaking yeah. holes in the towers. Like. I also find it interesting that Lucy is here, is here watching the game too. They never really explained that like. like parents uh, are allowed to come watch yeah. footage matches, yeah. But Lucy is also governor, so maybe he just, you know, comes. I feel like all parents would be invited to go watch the Quidditch yeah. games. Support your children and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if I actually, you know, had any kind of talent athletically, my parents would have come to games. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Unfortunately. I was not kitchen with that. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> it reminds me of being on a roller coaster. Like when they're in here, yeah. inside the sort of like tunnel... I just think it gets them to do most of them, too, because I know Daniel Radcliffe spoke about doing a lot of, like, in the earlier ones, doing a lot of his own stunts. Yeah. Or just, it's kind of really rare to do as kids, because usually they don't want kids doing stuff like that. Yeah, they just find short adults. Like, he did a lot of stunts, especially this movie, like, with with the Quidditch, they were harnessed in. Yeah. And I know for the Dylan Club, he was harnessed in, and for Chamber of Secrets, like, he did a lot of his own stunts in this movie. Yeah. Which I guess for, like, a really young actor, that'd be really exciting, because... There's mm-hmm. lots of liability that could have, like, you know, come up from yeah. all that stuff. I love that part. Screw <laughs> Draco, you, Draco. Like, yeah. He, like, embarrasses himself from his dad, and he's like, oh, no, I'm hurt, daddy. And Lucius is rolling his eyes. Yeah, like, and he's like, don't embarrass me in front of Severus Snape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seeing the impact where, like, Harry, like, literally breaks his arm, and we're just, like, in awe. But, of course, Harry catches the snitch. As he should. And then, of course, they have to show uh, Hermione doing magic, you know, just to show that she's the, the best. Unlike in the book where, you know, the pleasure is just fine. This part stresses me out, too. <laughs> yeah. He said, no, don't. Please don't let him do yeah. it. Some adult yeah. there or a twin or Hagrid, for goodness sake, makes the eyebrows saying he knows it's a bad idea. Should not have allowed this. 
Well, like a lot of things that they that are kind of like serious in the book, they kind of take for like some kind of comic relief. Like this is kind of like to be like, oh, look, it's all it's all bad. But they don't really focus on the fact that you know, like Harry has to regrow all those bones, and it's pretty traumatizing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't like that stuff. Yeah. Freaking. I love this where Malfoy's just moaning and she's like, you can leave, get out of here. Yeah, she has no time for his shenanigans and tomfoolery. It's like those people that just like crave attention, so they do attention seeking stuff mm-hmm. and she like she just doesn't have time for it. She's like, I know you're faking, get out of she's here. She's still the only sensible adult at Hogwarts, pretty much, so yeah. she has to put up with everyone else's bullshit and heal all the broken students that yeah. everyone else's bullshit causes. And Pumper's the MVP. <laughs> yeah, I love all these like when they do all the snake stuff, like talking to Harry, and it's all like very mysterious and kind of disorienting. Yeah. When he hears the voices, and then this jump scare of Dobby. Freaking Dobby! My stress levels through the roof. <laughs> she needs to worry something because he can't see until he puts on those glasses, and then Dobby just jump scares and it's like, "Hello." Dobby's just like, "Sorry, I tried to kill you, but I'm not sorry. I tried to I kill you." I do like how Harry's just like really pissed off. He's like, "I'm going to strangle you," and Dobby's like, ah, "It happens." <laughs> Just casual. Because the Malfoys are abusive pieces of shit. And he's... Yeah. It's also very interesting that like, this is still Daniel Radcliffe acting with a tennis ball. I wouldn't be impressed either. No. So this also makes, like, Dobby, like, is not really, like, pretty looking. But we still, like, we feel for him because he just, like, he just has so much human They gave him, him big ears and really yeah. big eyes to, like, appeal to, like, the love of, like, puppies people have. Because yeah. they have really big eyes and really big ears. So, like, they didn't intentionally, like, pull out our heartstrings yeah. and make us see him as, like, this yeah, and small, just, just something so fragile, vulnerable yeah. creature. So it's cool for this movie that they made, like, full body, like casts of like everyone that was petrified that is and pretty watson fun. talks about like the process and how like, weird it was and like apparently like seeing yourself like that they look really creepy it's like, I can imagine. like giant porcelain dolls <laughs> i would not be happy with that i'd feel very uncomfortable i think yeah look at those shots it was just them in the washroom just like you know like they're all very casual like hermione's all prim and proper but ron has like his sleeves rolled up and stuff and so is harry and Hermione's doing all the work. Yeah, classic. Also, speaking of Winnie Myrtle, I can't get over that the actress that plays her is like 40 in this. I know. She's about ageless. A child. I'd probably play a young a young character. I still get ID'd sometimes. I love that for you. I got ID'd buying like rosé and asparagus once at the grocery store. Asparagus, you're not. You're too young to buy asparagus. I was like, asparagus was my ID. The fact that I am willingly purchasing asparagus is proof enough that I'm obviously over eighteen. I love the Golden Club scene. It's just like they really kind of bring it to life. And I love movie. his over-the-shoulder cape. Yeah. It's very like matador. Yeah. Also, I love that he's standing on a. He's stage. almost dressed like yeah, like like a prince. It's almost like a play to him. Yeah, he thinks he's Prince Charming. That's I could totally see him playing yeah. like. Yeah, and just comparing it to Snape, who was just very much in it, like his dark wizard robes, and just like very much like, the, the way dark. he stands up here yeah. is like I have hormones, <laughs> I have feelings, oh I experience a range of emotions. This was this was your awakening. <laughs> How many kids were like reenacting this after the movie came out? Absolutely, I probably was. Except for at school, we got in trouble for we weren't allowed to have sticks or like hold things because. Because you poke each other with them? Yeah. 
also we like first I think I, I remember we I used to play Harry Potter recess and we used to have sticks as wands and then I think one time we got in trouble for holding them because they thought we were re, like using guns like we weren't allowed to do like gunplay. Oh, that's that dangerous. Makes sense, I guess I always think it's cool how much how dramatic they make Snape's Expelliarmus. Like there's a puff, there's a yeah. huge circle of like magic energy, and like later on it's like the most mediocre spell everyone does it. Harry does it a thousand times. Yeah, and it's so just like Snape. I don't know if it's because it's Snape and like he's so whimsically powerful, or if it's just because it's early movies and they show you all the magic like that. But yeah, it makes it look so cool when it's just Expelliarmus. It's probably a good thing he said no to Ron, just, you know, yeah. so Harry's alive. <laughs> he saved a life. He saved an actual life. <laughs> He's doing the Dark Lord's work. Well, Dumbledore's work. Both of their works. He's doing everyone's work. Yeah. This scene with Malfoy and Tom Felton and Daniel Radcliffe do like, a really great job of just playing enemies. Just like... They do a really good job yeah. of hating They really play off each other really well. I just like this, the way they walk up to each other too, and like just like the way they, they look at each other. Yep. You really feel like the tension. You're just like, yeah. I kind of want to like uh, be there. I want to fight them. Yeah. I want to brawl. Yeah, Malfoy cheating, of course. Yeah, see, this is where they do like the stunts. Like they had them on wires, and like they did their own stunt, which I think is That's like fun. I would want to yeah. do that one. Like that'd be a cool stunt. Yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> But I gotta mention, like, it must be really fun for, like, a 12-year-old. Yeah. I think Tom was 13, like, to do your own stunts. The most fun, for sure. I do kind of like how the movie, in the book, it just shows Harry talking normally. Then we find out later that he's speaking part of something. But here it kind of shows, not from Harry's perspective, but, like, what everyone else is seeing. So we see him, like, speaking parcel tongue. So you kind of see, like, Harry's kind of gone crazy. I feel bad for the snake. Yeah. This is animal cruelty. Poor guy. I know. feel Harry almost looks like he's in trance. Yeah, so this is like, I don't really blame Justin for being like kind of weirded out because yeah. this is really creepy. <laughs> Even Snape's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Dumbledore, you didn't tell me everything. Nope. Dumbledore, you douche. You didn't tell me anything. And this is like, yeah, like, just all the angles of Harry talking, speaking personal tongue are like. It's very, like, disturbing. Yeah, even Snape's disturbed. And we kind of get the vibe that something's not right with Harry. Snape's face says it all. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of other things that I won't repeat because this is a PG-13 podcast, except not really. Not really. Mm -hmm. Never mind. We've all done that once or twice. Yeah, now. once. Deadly's fine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's barely traumatized. Hagrid's done worse to him. <laughs> So everyone's looking at Harry like he's a weirdo. Yes, he is. Yeah. There's a deleted scene where the Hufflepuffs are like talk, giving like all like their theories about him. This movie has like a lot of really cool deleted scenes. It's where he's like, I hear something. It's still... And like the lighting choices are really great. And, like I would just the camera like moves like upwards or downwards just to show like almost like the movement the snake the snake is taking. Yeah, I think it's a types. good way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Carrie should just not be alone so often. Harry needs a monitor. Like, so unlike in the Potter. book, like Nick is described as being like black when he's like, in like smoking, which they kind of did, but I guess like they didn't really do that because like it kind of loses the like, ghost effect if they change the color. They could have made him like a charcoal ghost or something. This is dumb. He looks so fake there. 
it, it is a cast. I mean, there's only so much they can do. Yeah, but like they could have, I don't know, for the close-up of the face that you get for a second and maybe used his real face. He I looks- mean, like, it's hard with kids, though, because, like, having to keep still for that long. They're not, like, on CSI where you'd keep still, like, being a dead body. <laughs> That's, like, my dream job. I'd be such a good dead body on CSI. <laughs> Creepy spiders again. Ugh. This is might have actually given me fear spiders, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I generally don't like bugs or insects at all, but I think this gave me, like, kind of a phobia. <laughs> I love, like, the ent- how they did the entrance in Dillard's office and everything. Like, amazing. I wish I had entrances, like, if I had an office. Yeah, it's so dramatic. Yeah. So double door. And, like, you have to give a password, and then, like, you go up, like, this, like, escalator staircase to my circular office. All the drama. I love the office. Yeah, and we had all like the pictures of all the old professors and everything. Headmasters and So it's actually interesting with Fox, like they made like an animatronic bird for Fox for like all his like scenes like this. Like all the flying stuff, CGI obviously. But um I know there's a story in like the twentieth anniversary special where Richard Harris thought that it was real. So Danny Radcliffe just went along with it. <laughs> as oh, you would man. do when you were twelve. You're like, oh yeah, yeah that's totally real, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apparently he did. Like, I read my page of screen book, and apparently he did find out that it was like animatronic later on. And was but, he like, like talking to it alone in a room, petting its <laughs> le- feathers, leaves, petting the bird's leaves? Well, because yeah, he, he told the prop, tra- the prop person, or something, or the bird person, or the the pet trainer, that it was really real, well trained, and he's like, that's not that's not real. <laughs> and he's like, yes, it is. And they, they had to show him like the remote control and stuff. But yeah, apparently it could like cry like it could do a bunch of things and it's like that's so cool. crazy for how have they not sold that as harry potter merch yet an animatronic fox that cries on wills <laughs> poor harry he's just been through a day he's, he's like, just so confused no one will talk to me i'm in trouble and mcdonald's bird caught fire <laughs> i'm gonna get fired from my job like i'm gonna get kicked out of the school i accidentally killed dumbledore's bird <laughs> I think he's kind of ugly when he's first Yeah, I was kind of supposed to say, it's like, <laughs> when everyone says, like, newborn babies are born, they're like, oh, isn't it cute? And, like, all babies kind of look a bit Gross. ugly. <laughs> Beautiful. I love winter. I love the horse-drawn carriages. Sign yeah. me up for that. You know, I've heard I debate if this is a Christmas movie, because a lot happens over the Christmas, and it just feels very Christmassy. So sometimes I feel I like do... most Harry Potter movies are Christmas movies. I mean, they played them over Christmas, so. But I, I, I would love Christmas at Hogwarts. It looks so festive. I agree. And, like, there's a huge cake just sitting in front of Harry and Ron. Like, they get a whole cake to themselves. Like, I love it. This seems like the weirdest way to go about it. I would just stand in the hallway and have the cupcake in my hand and be like, this is such a special cupcake. I'm so excited to eat it, knowing they'd steal it from me. You don't have to mm-hmm. magic it. Yeah. yeah, the apologist potion looks gross, just like I imagined it. Yeah, it looks disgusting. Yeah. It's like a gravy porridge. Look where Harry's standing. This is the funniest right part. Right by the Chamber of Secrets. Entrance. You could just throw up directly into the Chamber of Secrets. That would show Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate this. Like, it's so, the special effects are so good here, but oh, it creates me. I think it's it makes me skin. think of like, bugs. Like there's bugs yeah. crawling under his skin. This reminds me of like, the mummy. So they took a, like, a creative decision to still have Harry's voice. Yeah. Just, it, I guess for kids just to not be super confused. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess it kind of works. Also, I think it would have been a big acting leap for whoever these two actors are. Yeah. yeah. Like, they would have had to, like, when Hermione played, when 
when Helena Bowman Carter plays Hermione playing, yeah. you know, that was hard and complicated. I can't imagine 12 year olds managing that. Yeah. I think they really had to like, kind of get like, unless there's a, they were like playing basically themselves. It's just, but yeah, it'd be quite an interesting, uh, acting process especially because like harry and ron don't do a good job of pretending to be crab and goyle yeah so crab and goyle can't even actors can't just play crab and goyle and be like harry and ron are good actors it's like no they're not they can't even <laughs> remember their goddamn names i love it <laughs> okay the scene was improvised <laughs> i didn't know you could read it's such a kind like yeah. oh <laughs> Pleasant fun I fact. Love, like the kids like really getting into their acting this book like the, I know it was the first big movie for like most of them and so that them getting comfortable enough that they got to like improvise lines and like really kind of better their craft is really yeah. amazing because I, I know, like the way Draco lays down on this couch yes. I, it, like, like he really very, like owns the room yeah I love how they did this little common room too like all like the greens and just like kind yeah. of like, the high ceilings and everything it just feels with very, an exception like, to the fact that I don't like leather couches because they're not very comfortable yeah. I would love this leather and common room but leather just leather just has like kind of like high class yeah. about it. So velvet. I would have preferred velvet. Velvet, I think, would have fit with the theme. I feel like it's very like rich and like Yeah. Lux. Yeah, Lux is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's not used to Kevin Goyle disagreeing with it. Even how even in disguises as Slytherin Harry can't help but being blindly loyal to Dumbledore. Yeah. He's like, nobody's as good as Dumbledore. I'm worse yeah. than Dumbledore, me. He's drank the Kool-Aid. He's been indoctrinated. It really plays into like really, the really disturbing kind of like, how disturbing this is, where he seems really excited about it. Yeah. Because that's how he's raised. But like, hear, us hearing it's kind of really shocking. He's like a 12-year-old, like, like, I can't wait yeah. for this person to be killed. Yeah, it's one of his peers, too. It's, just, it's, just, it's very disturbing. Yeah, I love how they have like their stuff coming back, too. So we kind of get the idea that yeah they changing. do a good job of like yeah. it's very cinderella at the ball yeah. like oh no yeah. my shoe turned back into a <laughs> how do you even know bless madame pomfrey for just putting up with the things she has to put up with yeah moaning myrtle did it all yeah, right so many shots of just where the chamber of secrets is like this whole they're movie. like have you seen the sink have we mentioned the sink the sink the sink, hey, look, the sink. The sink. <laughs> harry's hand being yeah. like no we're no no you're just kind of establishing ron is not being very tactful <laughs> he's like no 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 ron no, no, no. Rick <laughs> does have really great expressions, though, for the Yeah, his, he's, his entire face is a meme. I love it so much. <laughs> She's the only goth at Hogwarts. Yeah. They're just it's sitting there the, thinking about death. The one true goth. I don't know if my first reaction to finding a blank book that looks all mysterious is to, like, write personal things about myself in it. You know? Like, I'd want to write in it, maybe. But I'd write, I don't know. I think I'd be more Slytherin about it and be a little yeah. deceitful. I think in the book, Harry, he just kind of drops a dot and that's why he's like, oh. <laughs> I think my first thing would be like to write like property <laughs> oh, of Tory gosh. Hill now. Or like, like do not read or whatever. I put my old diaries. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. How, I like how they go back into the memories and they kind of keep this going through um, the series, although it's kind of different. Because yeah, they have, the, in this one, they kind of ha- keep everything black and white and only Harry's in color to show that he's in a memory. But I feel like in later movies, when Harry goes back into like the Pensieve and stuff, they just can't hear him. And he's just like, he just kind of is just there. It's just a youthful guy. I think that doesn't help. They kind of try to like age down Dumbledore, though. <laughs> I can't get over like this actor for Tom Riddle. 
He's so handsome. Yeah. I'm like, Voldemort's supposed Most... to be handsome. So they, they did such a good job. And it really helps when you see yeah. Voldemort's Voldemort face later to see, like, the stark yeah. difference of how he lost all his humanity. Yeah. And this is, like, the perfect Tom Riddle. Like, this is how, like, I imagined Voldemort just being, like, just, like, he's supposed to be very handsome and just, like, someone that you would trust. And he's in, like, a power of position and everything. I mean, Harry can't be that shocked. He really does look exactly like himself. Like, like we, I don't like in the book, they actually necessarily say that Riddle is Slytherin, but like, we see the Slytherin badge here. So generally the movies are like, Slytherin's bad, Slytherin's bad. But yeah. Harry trusts Riddle here. Like we're seeing someone that like, and we're seeing a very like good side of this boy. Like he's just very nervous and he seems upset by the happenings here. And mm-hmm. so it really kind of shows like how uh, Riddle manipulated Harry like in the book. Yeah. Although we don't get like really hairy insight and stuff, so it's just like through the point of like we believe what we see. Yeah. Even though like it's Hagrid and it's traumatizing for us, like Hagrid can't be Hagrid. He would never on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. Accidentally, yeah, totally. Something like does Robbie Coltrane play like a young Hagrid? Because they make Hagrid look older here. Because Hagrid's only supposed to be thirteen. Yeah, but he's huge, right? That's so true. He- giant <laughs> that's not Robbie Coltrane for sure you can't even yeah. see the face of the actor I don't even yeah. know if they specifically just cast they, like that could be his it stunt was kind double. of intentional to keep Hagrid in the dark because we associate Hagrid so much with Robbie Coltrane's face yeah. but it is his voice Ugh, spider Ooh, kill it yeah, kill it no. kill it why did he let the spider get away that would be my priority I'd like lock the box when it's still in there like I don't want that spider in my school yeah Voldemort does a good job of manipulating Harry yeah. and his perspective and making himself look like the good guy. And... Yeah, very manipulative. Mm. So this idea that like it could be Hagrid and everything and like how they kind of discuss it, it's just very... Uh, Hagrid would never do anything bad on purpose. Yeah, that's what they're like, we know Hagrid. Like, Hagrid's a good guy. You wanted someone to wreck his dormitory? Better lock your door next time, boys. Yeah, boys. I mean, that could have just been Seamus trying to do magic, to be honest. <laughs> no, then like, it would be, everything would be singed. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Hedwig. She's like, what the hell, man? She's like, you live like this? Well, they broke mirrors, too. That's, that's, oh, that's bad, a lot of bad luck. luck. <laughs> that explains a lot about Ginny's future. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're kind of like, who is doing this? Because someone's ob- it's obviously connected to Tom Riddle, and we don't really kind of know who it could be, because we don't really believe it's Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of wood in there for like row, row, go Quidditch. Go sports. This is my favorite part of McConaughey comments. And she, she's like, this match is canceled. And he's like, you can't cancel Quidditch. Poor Hermione. I like that she brings them to see her. I do like that she includes Ron in the movie because in the book, it's just kind of like a happenstance where like she gets Harry for this purpose, but mm-hmm. Ron ends up coming up to them and she's like, oh, you can come too. But yeah, I it's like Ron is an important together. part of this. Yeah, especially because Ron spends all of Chamber's Secrets like when Hermione, after Hermione's attacked, just like being like, oh, Hermione's attacked and he just feels really bad and he misses Hermione. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, I just, like Ron's like a big part of like their group. So I feel like it's they, he should be included. Hers looks a lot more believable than Justin. Well, they French probably spent more time on her cast because there's a she's lot Emma of Watson. there's a lot of scenes with Emma and she's the main character. So like there's mm-hmm. gonna be a lot of like shots of it up close. So I love getting more uh, inside Hagrid's cabin since we only got a little bit of it last year. Yeah. And Return of the Cloak, which is great. I love his teapot. I need a teapot that size. <laughs> like a giant teapot. <laughs> Put a straw on it. There we go. <laughs> that's 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 for me. <laughs> 
quite interesting how they're comparing like Curlia's fudge here compared to Curlia's fudge and like or the Phoenix. Yeah. I'm gonna get this little bit of about Azkaban uh-huh. leading into the next movie. And oof. you know, Lucius actually does pull off ponytail. Yeah. Even with a little bow. <laughs> he looks a little uh like a governor. Yeah, he you know? definitely looks like a governor. Like, very... He looks like someone they would try to make a little bit swan marry in Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I like the way they show this with the bit of the folds in the yeah. cloak. Yeah, so definitely, like, the like, different perspectives of, like, what's happening in Hagrid's hat, and mm-hmm. then also, like, what Harry and Ron are seeing. I like how Dumbledore being, like, holding up his finger is what stops the Minister of yeah. Magic from reaching yeah, we for something. Yeah, definitely get the idea that, like... The, the power minister, dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> But Dumbledore is like the all be end all. Yeah. She says, like, just such a good job being evil. Like, just the way he talks, where he's just saying terrible things, but just the way he has his voice. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's saying terrible things. He's a real politician. Yeah, that's that's threatening, Hagrid. You're, you're, you're a danger to society. You need to not talk. Like, he's someone that should not speak and should immediately ask for a lawyer yeah. whenever accused of something. Oh, Hagrid. Like, the little details on Lucy's jacket, too. He's, like, little snakes on, like, his jacket. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, his cane. So dramatic. Yeah. Loves a bedazzle, that man. Yeah. His bow in his hair. He has yeah. a friggin' bow. It's not just, like, yeah. tied back. He's got a little bow in there. Little, little, <laughs> so yeah, cute. Little bow. He's <laughs> <laughs> just very much, like, Governor Lucius. Mm-hmm. I wonder if his hairstyle is sort of inspired by, like, old judges with, like, the powdered wigs that were kind of long. Like, I wonder if they went for that. Just reminds me of, like, old, like, Victorian, like, lords and stuff. And just, like, Mm -hmm. being aristocratic and Mm -hmm. showing it off. Then we have Mm -hmm. Dumbledore being like, oh, if we go get into Hogwarts, we're supposed to ask for it. And then freaking Hagrid being like, if you want to learn anything, pull some spiders. You'll be fine. Like, spoiler alert, they were not fine. They're like, he's insane. <laughs> the minister's like, who are you talking who to? Who is he narrating? <laughs> Am I supposed to feed Faye? <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy, but if Dumbledore's not available, I can step in. <laughs> now you're entering into the scenes that I used to fast forward when I was a kid because it was traumatizing. <laughs> I have trauma. I did not like the spiders, and I do remember, like, we, we used to have this on VHS, so then it was, like, really hard to fast forward on it, because you'd usually go over where you wanted to go. Yeah. It was about easier when we had it on DVD, but I just remember, like, we didn't like this part as kids, so my mom would fast forward it, but we had to, like, time it, like, really right. It was mostly just when Aragog came on, because he's really creepy, and we did not like him or his voice or any of that. Yeah, so I did not like Aragog. I don't like these spiders either, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'd rather fight one huge giant spider than the equivalent size worth of small spiders. Yeah, there's just something about the quantity of them. Yeah, it's too it's too many. Follow the butterflies. Yeah. Like, when we're going back into, like, some of the old sets that, that we were in the last movie. Like, we're going, we mm-hmm. were back at Hagrid's hut, and then we're going back into the, the Forbidden Forest. With, with the lantern and fang. Yeah. And... So, yeah, it's still very, it's still a bit familiar, but, like... It's impressive Different. that Fang hasn't chased a single squirrel in that woods or, like, stopped to pee 12 times. Like, it's very impressive. He's a good boy. Yeah, but he's a boy dog. Boy dogs pee on everything. <laughs> How else will other dogs know he was there? I don't know if they're so careful not to step on any spiders. Oh, I'd be like... Ah, 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 ah. I'd be climbing up a tree, and I can't yeah. climb trees. Oh, I can climb trees. I'm terrible. 
I'm also afraid of heights, so <laughs> so many phobias. I'm fine with heights, and I love climbing trees. I would do anything to get away from those. You spiders. and my sister used to climb trees when you guys were drinking. You guys were crazy. I mean, I can climb trees in any state of myself. <laughs> at any I mean, circumstance, you can climb. Yeah, a tree. I'm just good at it. Like it's just it's a it's a gift. I'm not concerned about my tree climbing ability. That they go through that knowing there's spiders on the roof and they could get yeah. in their hair. Nope. Anything that goes over my head. Nope. It's a no from me, I'm also, claustro- oh. I'm also claustrophobic. So <laughs> All so these big. traumas, coming, all these phobias come out of me. And this voice of Aragog is so creepy. Mm-hmm. He sounds so old. Yeah. And then the, this was like... I know they're kind of practical effects, like it's actually there and it's so creepy. I hate spiders yeah. so much. And like, and like little like webs and everything, like oof. Even like the little eyes, like they're all like wet and stuff. Ugh. Ugh, so like, and like his legs are so hairy. Yeah, from a set perspective and there's like props and everything, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I think he's smaller in the sixth movie. Yeah. I mean, I think I tried to erase the sixth movie from my brain, so <laughs> I can't Fair. actually remember. <laughs> how big he was but i know they had to rebuild a lot of the sets when they got older just to make them look smaller that makes sense but the poor dan rad was like the same height <laughs> everyone just got taller he just never grew i mean he's pretty i think he's like average ish height everyone else is just really tall yeah see we get rupert grints just so you know just like comic relief that's how i being. would be in that situation yeah. i mean i don't think really it runs back sir but why he has a spider phobia but this is like really pretty, like like put like perfect. Like going into an area where it's just like your phobia is just there. I crazy do immersion it. therapy. <laughs> I'm not into it. No. I'm not into it at all. Once broken wand. <laughs> the dog's tail is wagging. I read an article once. Apparently, they often have to CGI dogs' tails in movies because the dog's supposed to be acting like scared or sad, and it's so happy to be there that its tail's wagging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just imagine. like, "This is fun. I like this." <laughs> here comes the car. I remember. Do you remember when DVDs used to have special effects like discs back in the day? Spe- special effects discs. Yeah, they had like a, there was one disc that had movie and then there's another just that just had games on it oh special features yeah that's what i mean yes i do remember that this movie where it's like you had to find like aragog's cage in the forbidden forest or something and me and my brother and my sister spent so long trying to figure it out like we wrote down like what because you had to go to you had to press the dvd remote like which way you're going like left or right and so you had to press a bunch of times to get to the right the right path and we spent like like all day doing that I, i hate spiders Ron Harry's done so many that. spells in this movie. And it's Vox Polyermis. I know. He's so versatile. He probably has more <laughs> spells in this movie than he does in the actual book. Harry learning that his friend's innocent. Good. Never should have suspected Harry in the first place. I feel like Harry cares more about Hermione in the movie than he does in the book. In the yeah. book, it's usually Ron referencing Hermione or talking about Hermione. And Harry's just kind of like, Hermione's petrified. Yeah, it happens. But Could have been like, anyone. This, it might be a Steve Close thing, though, because I'm pretty sure he wrote the script for this. And then this maybe have what has started his uh, Harry and Hermione stuff that he did throughout the entire series. Stop trying to make them be in love. They're not Oof. in love. 
<laughs> Wait till I get to the last one. They have that dance scene. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> Just getting all the clues together. Some solid detective work. I like they show us him thinking. Yeah. And they show us him, like, the, I like the vision of us looking in the mirror so we can know about, it's like the reflection. Yeah, so he's connecting it because he sees his reflection and like they're like, time like, to we're go. not going to our dormitory. <laughs> I like Snape's hurry. He's yeah. very serious. Yeah, Snape looks very serious. Yeah, he's like, fuck, where do I go if Hogwarts closes? Freaking Gildor just strolling in here. I feel like they don't play enough, like, how funny the professors were with them roasting Gildroy. Yeah, this is the best we get, is Snape calling him on his shit here. And Minerva just kind of goes along with it. She's smiling. Yeah, she's this little, like, smirk in the corner of her mouth. It's like she's actively fighting that smile so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Which is such a weird, like, like, we get why it happened, but, like, the teacher should be confused, because, like, she's a pureblood. Snape's like, but she... Yeah, the, the creepy. There should be a big clue that, like, the downstairs, he took the big frame down. Mm-hmm. I love how accusatory his voice is yeah. there. Yeah, I love how, like, it just shows how frantic uh, Lockhart is. And there are just <laughs> these two boys that are children, and they're just, like, full-on accusing him. Yeah. Love Lockhart getting exposed. I love when villains just sit there and tell you their whole plot yeah. and their back, like... Is there anything you can do? <laughs> My hair. Yeah, they kind of over-explain, like, what Lockhart did. hmm Yeah. I kind of have this little, like, look between Dana and Rupert where they're like, yeah, we're going to attack him. And they took him hostage. As yeah. you know, most 12-year-olds do. All 12-year-olds occasionally have to take their teacher hostage to force them to help them vanquish evil. And we're back into the washroom. I wonder if it was uncomfortable for this 40-year-old actress to be like, hello, Harry. Yeah, to look this like, I think even probably be more strange when she does it in Goblet of Fire. Because how old was Danny Radcliffe now? Oh, in the bathtub, yeah. Like 18, 17? I mean, she's not even in the same room as him, probably, because she's digitally whatever. He's definitely wearing a wetsuit in that bathtub. (laughs) For safety. Poor kid. (laughs) Yeah, it's worth thinking, like, how long they did this for, and just, like, all... They basically grew up on screen and just like how awkward that would have been to like yeah. if they had they maintain the same crew to that crew seen you as a child and that crew mm-hmm. also sees you as a 17 year old. Yeah. I'd be so embarrassed. The sink comes back. We're like, oh yes, we've seen the sink five times already in the movie. Yeah. So that's wrong. Out. It's just threatening as his wand out <laughs> the whole time. I, I like, like that they, they give Ron yeah, smart so, moments. Like, they, they keep that from the book. Yeah. They're like, oh, we couldn't possibly give it to Hermione. She's, she's like, she's petrified. Yeah, petrified. So I guess we'll let so, Ron have his yeah. moment. I guess Ron can have this. All this Ron slander. It's definitely a lot more like uh, complex than in the book. Mm-hmm. I think it just opens up into a tunnel in the book, and here it's just like this whole like transformer. Yeah, it's a transformer. <laughs> it's basically a transformer. Like, every single piece comes apart. I mean, it's very visually very cool. And, like, it kind of drives, like, this big, like, aha moment where they finally, like, discover discover it. It is interesting reading that um, they want the, the Chamber of Secrets, obviously, we talked about it in our last episode, like, how big it is. And all, yeah. they didn't have a, a place on their studio lot big enough to do it. So they kind of, like, cut <laughs> corners by, ba- by making the chamber a lot of tunnels. Mm-hmm. 
because they could only go like he only built it so big. Yeah, but I think they did a pretty good job of what they had because yeah, it wasn't as big as what it's got in the books, but it still looks pretty like yeah accurate. Just a room full. It's very like the catacombs of uh... yeah. But yeah, I definitely I think the tunnels kind of add to add to it like it's it's it feels still feels big it doesn't feel like as big as what is in the book but um yeah it makes it feel snakier because we know he travels through the pipes so it's cool that they're rounded yeah i can see like how like they made walker kind of like really dirty and he's just kind of like he's kind of like lost it at this point yeah he's completely deranged he's yeah it's always like harry has his like it's just me from this point on moment so I love the, the architecture here. I love all the huge snakeheads. I love yeah. the big, glorious Salazar Slytherin. Like all like the water head. too. Yeah, the yeah. reflections, gorgeous. The centering of Ginny's yeah. corpse body oh, self. Everything looks green to too. Just like the water is all black, and yeah. then just like a green glow on everything. Because I guess like, he's just the perfect actor for Tom Riddle. Yeah, he's really good. His hair is so flawless. Yeah. I wish they could have had him come back for like Half-Blood Prince when we have like those scenes, but like obviously he'd yeah. been aged out. He'd aged, but, yeah. But oh my god, just like everything about his mannerisms. He just really nails mm-hmm. it. Harry realizing that Tom Riddle is actually a, a jerk. <laughs> yeah, that felt kind of like little flashbacks to kind of really establishing like And I'm very handsome. Yeah. <laughs> but also I'm evil and I brainwashed her i don't know why they showed her throwing it in the toilet because she in my mind she chucked the book into the bathroom and that's how she hit myrtle it's weird that she hit myrtle well, through the toilet myrtle was in the toilet wasn't she in like the u-bend or something i hang it guess out. <laughs> harry's such a dumbledore fangirl dumbledore's boy <laughs> yeah through and through yeah I feel like I do versions of this quote a lot about things. Like, cheese yeah. is my past, my present, and my future. Like, yeah. My favorite part of this is that in order to make the acronyms work uh, mm-hmm. in French, in the French books, they, his middle name is Elvis. Tom Elvis I Riddle. <laughs> You're full. It has to be like. Je suis Lord Voldemort, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You're such a good guy, Harry. You're such a suck up, but you're such a good guy. He's like, I'm loyal. And here comes Spock. She's like, oh, loyalty, I hear? Oh, look. It's Harry's pet am. bat. <laughs> if you're Shana's dad. <laughs> I love Harry's pet bat. And he's like, what's this? Oh, it's a hat. It's a freaking hat. I would just throw Thanks, it at Lord Voldemort. Pull it over his head and punch him when he can't see you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I like acting or you're just saying gibberish. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that the author is exactly uh, Tolkien. So she didn't write out the language and create it or anything. Yeah. So they really are just hissing and hawing. And... Yeah. Oh, just... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's no Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Not everyone Why isn't Harry using parcel mouth here to be like, Yo, Dude, snake, please don't hurt me. Don't eat me. <laughs> I think he's too focused so on not play. looking it in the eyes. He's like, don't, yeah. I can't look at it in the eyes or else it will kill me. It only obeys me. You don't know that, though, That's because no one else has tried talking to too. it in parcel mouth. <laughs> ah, oof, ouch. <laughs> Classic Velma moment. My glasses, this, this my glasses. Part, I, I can't see without my glasses. Than it is in the book, because as we know, it's very distinctly described 
that really gross yeah, but we don't here actually everything's see. like kind of in shadows so we know what happened but we don't really see what happened which i'm not yeah it's way better not for. seeing the actual enucleation because that's gross yeah there is a reason i skipped those scenes on game of thrones don't want to see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah the eyeball stuff isn't worth watching skip over no. that part no what I like is that they made the sort of like the um the skin of the snake look very toad like with almost like warts and bumps, which is great because how basilisks are made involves a toad. Yeah. So I think that's a really nice touch done by the art department. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of like how they had the scene where Harry's just kind of running around in tunnels because it get, it get more there's more excitement because everything that happens in the book happens pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's just like kind of describes it, but this kind of draws it out, so we're like seeing kind of what Harry's doing. It's very smart with, like, the stone and everything. Yep. Clever boy. He's a smart boy at this point. He has his moment. Yeah, he has his moment. (laughs) Every so often. Maybe it's the horror that's, like, getting him to do it so he doesn't die. It's like, I need you to live so I can live. You see, is this this better than the book where it comes, he sees it and it doesn't almost knock him out? (laughs) I like it when the sword falls on his head. I love it when Harry's unconscious. It's like, time to put this hat on my head. That's got to be the only, you know. I mean, yeah, that's so what I you read, do. If someone gives you yeah. a hat to defend yourself, you got to try it on. Yeah. I read that they made like, good the, lots more curves in this statue. So Daniel Radcliffe had more to stand on when he was fighting. Mm-hmm. It's the majestic beard statue, yeah. you know. Lots of good footholds. It's impressive that he's holding on one-handed. I don't have the upper body strength. Yeah, I do not have the upper body strength for that at 12 either. This is so dramatic, standing yeah. on Slytherin's head. He's like, screw you, Slytherin. Hey. Slytherin's head almost kind of looks like Poseidon with like all the bits coming out. Like a squid almost. It just disappears into its little secret swimming pool halfway and then... <laughs> what a slow, dramatic death. It's very wiggly. Well, it does. Yeah. And it kind of, kind of shows Harry, like, disorientation, where it kind of, like, the camera kind of, like, moves up and it moves down and moves to side. Yeah. It really puts you in the scene more. Mm-hmm. I thought that it shows, like, him disintegrating, too. I like that it's bleeding, but it looks like ink. I think yeah, that's really well done. bleeding ink, and then it shows Tom, like, just patches of him coming out. Why am I? Why am I here? I look like crap. Oh no, my crush is here. Oh no, don't look at me, Harry. My hair is a mess. Harry being a mater. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna die. You go on ahead. Martyr life. Fox is like, you two are cute. You should get married. <laughs> <laughs> he's so like, he's handling his inevitable death so well for a 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah I know. Honestly. I mean, we get that with Harry a lot, where he's like, I'm going to save this stone or die trying in, like, the last movie. Yeah, he's just like, well, I'll probably die yeah. in every movie. He's like, well. Well, whatever. It's fine. Harry- Dumbledore does a good job of preparing him to be like, well, I'm about yeah. to die by constantly having him always be about to die. to die. He's like, oh, makes sense. <laughs> Everything's fine. I love totally no trauma, Ginny. You're fine. You don't need therapy. Showing like all like like the the cave they're basically in. Yeah, so deep down. Yeah, like how they don't really focus on Ginny here. Ginny's just been for this trauma, and they're just like, yeah, not even fine. Not even her. She's not a character. She's a prop. That's sort of how they treat Ginny. <laughs> yeah. 
And like they don't have McGonagall there, so like they make Ron do that, and I'm like, why did they trust Ron with that? <laughs> that's a big like getting Hagrid out of jail. That seems like a big job that an adult should be doing. But Dumbledore wants yeah. Harry in Dumbledore time. You're my favorite. I love you, Harry Potter. <laughs> like, like you are my favorite, so therefore I must be your favorite. Harry, you're a Horcrux. This whole time. Let me tell you what that is. Let me explain to you how to kill them. I find that Richard Harris plays a less manipulative Dumbledore. I don't know why. Yeah, I I, I think maybe it's because he's older and he yeah. seems more grandfatherly. It's easier to find him I, I to be more... I certainly see you see, like, your grandfather in him. And it also could just yeah. be the story, too. The story's very innocent at this point. And then when mm-hmm. Michael Gambit takes over, it's definitely a bit more darker. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they asked uh, Sir Ian McKellen at one point to play Dumbledore after Richard Harris passes, mm-hmm. him being... Ian McKellen plays Gandalf. Yeah. And Ian McKellen said uh, no because he knew Richard Harris hated his acting and thought that would be rude. <laughs> I mean, respect. It's nice. Yeah. So crazy to think about how also, many you know, big actors were in this series. Yeah. Everyone who's British. Like, if you yeah, watch every anything British, British. Big, big British actor was in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. basically. And these kids are just like, oh, I'll just hang out with all these, like, great people and they don't really know. Well, some of them knew. Like, I know yeah. Emma Watson was obsessed with Emma Thompson. And... Yeah. I think Daniel didn't know because he was in acting a bit before Harry Potter. So he knew some people. But I know, like, I think later on when they're a bit older, they really do pay attention to, like, all these cool people that were in there. I remember yeah. when Gary Oldman comes in to play Sirius, Daniel was, like, obsessed with it. He's like, you gotta be cool. Harry Oldman's coming. Gotta be cool. <laughs> you gotta be cool. I love how much like improvisation goes on here because I remember uh, Jason Isaac saying in the 20th anniversary film that he was like kicking putting, kicking stuff and then Chris would be like cutting and be like what are you doing why are you doing that he's like oh I'm kicking Dobby <laughs> <laughs> I really 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 love Jason Isaacs yeah, he just kind of went with the role and like just kind of Sword with it. He like, really embraced it. He made yeah. Lucius Malfoy so much more of a character. I couldn't imagine anyone else playing him. Absolutely. Yeah, and like here, he just he definitely looks evil. Like he's kind of lost mm-hmm. his cool now, and he's just like now he's fully evil. You can and his see hair it. looks a bit more frazzled now that yeah, he's he less in control. His hair and is he less definitely controlled. is like less like calculating with his like voice and stuff. It's definitely and just his like, posture. Even yeah, he's just very mad. I also love the lighting on his face. Lighting yeah. department did so well in the scene. Yeah. He looked really dark. And interesting, they don't really have Dumbledore calling Lucius out and being like, I know you did this. Instead, it's Harry. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I didn't expect you to that say guy. that. <laughs> this is improvised, which I like is so crazy because it's probably one of like, my favorite lines when I was a kid. Yeah. It's, I, Jason said he did this and he wasn't expecting Daniel to do anything because he's a kid. Yeah. And then he just went with it and he's like, Oh my God, this kid. He's great. Amazing. Like they really, they really got into their characters. This this book or movie, I should say. I oh, love favorites. that cape toss. Good yeah. for you. And here he goes. He's just like this is all improvised and stuff. And it's just like it really shows how awful he is. Like he's really coming he's out full like, evil. Dobby. Can you imagine? <laughs> just like what are you doing, Jason? I'm kicking Dobby. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Of course. What else would he be doing? So this whole diary scene, I do like the payoff that like we don't really know what Harry's doing until like Dobby's freed. But now I can't stop thinking about the diary in the sock like you talked in about the last sock. episode. <laughs> That's all I like, can think about. 
<laughs> he just hands Lucius a slimy, sweaty, holy yeah. old sock. Because here we, we kind of find out that Lucius was like, this was his plan or whatever. Dumbledore doesn't mention yeah. it like in the book. So he's like, I know you did this thing. I know you're a bad guy. And Lucius just is like, whatever. And so we do get the path. We don't know what Harry's doing. And like in the book, we kind of know what he's doing mm-hmm. with the sock and everything. But yeah, now all I think about is, is like, would that diary fit in Harry's sock? Yeah. It's just changed my whole view of Chamber of Secrets. I've ruined it for you. <laughs> no, it's, it just makes it really funny because, like, I, I completely went over it in my head because I always kind of imagined it being like this because I read the book after seeing this movie. So this mm-hmm. movie's pretty, like, ingrained in my, like, mind of when I'm reading the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty ugly sock, though. He's so excited by well, it. Well, all Harry's socks like... are secondhand, right? Yeah. So they're. Oh, he shows Lucius. It's like, nah, 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 boo, boo. It's such a nah, 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 boo, boo. So does that seem like he's saying Avada Kedavra here? He says Avada. He's 100% about to murder Harry Potter in Hogwarts. With a witness. Who cares about Voldemort? I'm just going to murder Harry in broad daylight. Never save my life, Dobby. Never. You hear me? And Dobby's like, wink, sure. (laughs) Like, of course, I would never do that. So he doesn't like, agree to it. He doesn't say sure. He doesn't. Uh, they don't shake on it or anything? No. So I read that, like, apparently uh, Emma Watson hated the idea because they want her to go run and hug Harry and Ron, and she was like, absolutely not. <laughs> she found it super embarrassing. So she said that she only hugged one of them, so it ended up being Daniel. And they hadn't apparently, she wouldn't do it, like, multiple times. So, like, it's apparently they froze the frames a bit. Because she's 12, them. you know, you gotta... Yeah, because she thought it was embarrassing, because, uh... Because they're boys, boy, and she's yeah, 12. Yeah, a boy in front of, and I, I do get the idea of, like, being 12 and being told you to, like, hug someone in front of everyone, especially being a boy. But I do kind of get what they're going, like, she's very comfortable with Harry, but, like, she's still a bit awkward with Ron, because there's, like, kind of the idea that maybe they have more than friendly feelings for each other, but they haven't kind of realized it yet. Mm. Just very sweet, but like, yeah. See, this is how I know Hermione would never have been in love with Harry. Like, there's no. It's so platonic. Yeah, I do think that Dan and Emma do have more romantic chemistry than her and Rupert. They just like they have a very like they have a vibe to them, but that's just them as characters. But in the book, like, there's nothing to clue Harry and Hermione in. We're probably gonna get hate mail now. <laughs> I don't know. People you still like Harry and Hermione. I, I I don't know. It's I don't. I think it's still a thing. Canceling exams. I mean, this makes sense since no one's really learned anything this year. But her mind's yeah. still upset. She's like, yeah, of no course exams. I wonder if, like, the next year the Weasley twins are going to unleash a monster in the school to kill students just on the off chance that exams yeah. get canceled again. <laughs> like, he's setting a dangerous precedent. We just have randomly off Hagrid come in. It's like this big deal. If you're watching this, I'm like, why didn't they make it such a big deal that Hagrid came back? Like, they're all clapping for him and everything. And it's just like, he just came back to work. Like, yeah, well, no, but he was too. in prison. He was yeah. in literal prison. This is why they shouldn't have Ron doing this job. Yeah. Because putting all that pressure on a 12-year-old. Ron should have given it to Hedwig. Yeah. Hedwig is reliable. This is sober Hagrid. We'll never see this again. He's sober <laughs> Hagrid. Anyway, that was a really heartfelt moment where Hagrid's like, there's no Hogwarts without you, Hagrid. And it's just like really emotional, but I'm just like, okay. Like, this is cute, but I don't know why they all start clapping. <laughs> I mean, it's a school. They probably, the students probably all learned where Hagrid was because yeah. gossip and stuff. Gossip, yeah. 
everyone's just clapping and they're having a heartfelt moment and they're just like interrupting it. Yeah, it's just very cheesy, but yeah, I, I get it. It's kind of it's like the end of the last movie where everyone was like clapping and stuff because they won the house cup. They want like something kind of similar. We have to end every movie with a round of applause. Yeah, it's very cute. I do like how Harriet's like shaking her own pants and stuff. I'm like, oh, Harriet's like a celebrity now. He came back. I love when Crab stands up to clap and then Draco pulls him down yeah. because it's kind of like it shows you how much they just follow peer pressure and like go with the flow, and that's why they yeah. kind of follow Draco. It's easier than making choices, and they're like, oh, everyone else is. Oh no, not us. Like it's such a. <laughs> oh, Draco says no. I can't do it. Okay. Okay, never mind. The boss but, says no. But I love ending off with like the typical like musical score of Harry Potter. Yeah. Classic Harry Potter scenery shot, yeah, the I castle, love the, we, we the exterior. Get so much Hogwarts exterior in this movie. I love it so mm. much. And it all completely changes in the next movie. <laughs> yup. Yeah, I miss Chris Columbus directing. I think he did a really good job with, like, especially, like, forming, mm-hmm. like, the idea of family with the young kids. I think, like, especially this, it shows in this movie, like, how comfortable they were with each other. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing that, that they basically started recording this, like, as soon as the first film was done. Filming. Yeah, this is probably my favorite Harry Potter movie because it's not like the first one where they're setting everything up, so it takes a long time to get to the action. Like here, there's already mm-hmm. action, and the characters are already established, so everything's established, and the the story's interesting, and it's still very close to the book, which is probably why these first two are my favorite because I follow the, the, the books book so are closely. short enough that they can fit it all. Yeah, and I do think. It'll be interesting to see how I feel about Prisoner of Azkaban because that is a very hot topic in the fandom where people either hate it or they like or they love it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just so like different from every other Harry Potter movie. So yeah, absolutely. But yeah, this one's probably my favorite. I love that for you. I like. I think I like. I feel like I love every. Okay, not every Harry Potter movie. I love <laughs> different Harry Potter movies when I'm in different moods. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like if I'm not feeling well, I want to watch the first three Harry Potters because it feels like going home. Um. You know, it's like having my mom make me a cup of soup and heat up a blanket in the dryer for me. Like, that's yeah. what the first three Harry if Potter I movies get drunk, feel like. I watched the sixth movie. No, I never watched the sixth movie. <laughs> <laughs> never watched the sixth movie. Yeah, I, I usually mirror from oh, the last wow. two when I'm in, like, a big Harry Potter movie. But the first three are definitely ones that I watched more. Mm-hmm. For I feel like I've movies. seen the fifth the least. Oh, no, I've seen the sixth the least, but I don't consider that a thing. I've yeah, seen the fifth a, the least. Besides the sixth, which doesn't count. Yeah. So what would you um, rate this movie like out of five stars? I think we did the last time. What would I rate this movie? Nine. Yeah, I think I rate it the Give same. It a I nine. I don't have a lot of complaints. Closely. Yeah, it's all it's all good stuff. Like I think any changes they did were. And the things that I do like in the books that I would have liked to see just to have seen them were just for flavor. They didn't not yeah. having them didn't subtract from the plot and at all. So not I can't having, hold against them. Having Jenny's Valentine works in your favor. <laughs> very happy that i didn't have to watch that i would be miserable <laughs> yeah so thank you for watching our movie review and to back in next time as we dump as we jump into <laughs> prisoner of azkaban the first the very first episode and the first i love episode. prisoner of azkaban because there's a lot more snape yeah lots of future for snape sucks count delicious yeah so if you have any questions or comments or things you liked and didn't like about this, let us know. You can reach us at Pottery Visited on social media and Pottery Visited Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Okay, bye.